Hello and welcome to the Super Size Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and I teach large groups. So welcome, and I'm glad you're here. So today I want to talk about equipment. And if you're just starting a program, what do you need? Now I've seen this on social media, people asking questions about, hey, I, you know, I'm just starting a program, can you list some things that I, I really need? And you know, I've seen some answers that make sense, but I've also seen things like, hey, you should get spike ball. And it's like, really? Not if you're just starting. If you're starting, you should be getting the basics. So that's what I'm here to talk about is what do you absolutely need? And I'm giving you a top 10 list. What do you absolutely need to start a PE program? So let's go. All right, so let me first talk about this as well. So again, this is a top 10 list of what I consider the most needed things to start a PE program. And I definitely appreciate the input. If you'd like to discuss this or add to it or take away from it, or you know, if you think I'm wrong, full of garbage, whatever, <laughs> that's great. Let's talk about it at supersizephysed.com. And I'd love to have the discussion. I think this is an important one. I've also heard of people saying, well, I have no budget, like zero budget, nothing. I have no equipment, no budget. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's impossible, but I really think if you dig deep, you could find some money somewhere. I mean, sometimes in the past, I've just had to almost beg my principal and say, hey, I really, really, really need this. I do have a, a budget of around $900 to $1,000 per year, and I have to make that money last. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but... You know, when I teach 130 kids at a time, I got to make every everything count. It's easy to say, well, let's get, I don't know, like, let's invest in something like, well, let's go back to spike ball. Like, I love spike ball. It's awesome. And finally, I've had some, some money to actually buy some spike ball sets. So it's really great. I've got five of them. But, you know, I've got to make my money last. And I've also got to make sure I'm smart with it because if I have that many kids, Let's say I bought one spike ball net. I mean, that just wouldn't make any sense. I have large classes. It just doesn't fit with my curriculum. So I guess I'm going to start with number one now. (laughs) So number one is the sound system. Now, that's going to be the most expensive thing I talk about today because some of these can be free. Some of these can be um, just very little money. And you can also reach out, I would say, to your PTO, PTA, or whatever you call it there, and see if they have any money to um, invest in anything, anything you need. I have a great PTA, PTO, I don't know, something like that, the PTO. And I've gotten some things from them in the past, and they've actually approached me sometimes and said, you know, what do you need? What's the thing you need the most? And I actually, um, what did I, oh, I got something for the whole school. Not me personally, but the PTO, it was something for the playground because I'm I'm good. I mean, I I... I love the extra money. I love, you know, whatever, but I want to make sure I impact the most students. Okay, so number one, again, is sound system. I think you can get away with something small like a block rocker or what I have as a monster rock and roller thing. I don't really use it that much because I have a huge sound system that was there before I even got there. And the good part is for me, you know, some of these things were already there before I came to the school. So I have a huge one. Um, it's actually a stadium sound, <laughs> I was told. It's, it's it's built for almost a stadium. That's how powerful. And the speakers are... They've, we've had problems with them. We've had them replaced. But for the most part, I have a great sound system and a headset. Now, if you don't... 
have that or you can't afford that, that's okay. But you need some kind of way to play some music, let's just say. So find whatever works for you. I mean, at Costco, I don't know. I don't know what they are now, but they're probably around $150 or something like that. Just a portable, again, like a Black Rocker. I don't know what they call them now or what's the newest one. But I will look it up and check it out and link it up in the show notes. How's that? And I will also make a list of these things, these top 10 things for you. So number one is a sound system. Okay, number two, cones. You have to have cones. Now, I have all sorts of cones. I have some larger ones that I've had for a long time before I even got to the school. I've been here eight years. So it's some of these, I mean, these cones last. I have medium cones and I have these smaller ones. It's a bunch of them, but I use them a lot. They, they stand up. You can use them as targets as well. And uh, it's obvious, but you need cones for boundaries. It just, unless you teach inside and you have lines, you have to have cones. <laughs> Kindergarten is the funniest because they don't understand that cones, you, you got to be inside the box or I, I play a game where they're inside or outside the box because they just don't understand boundaries, but you have to have cones. And that is number two. Okay. Number three is hoops. Now, we use hoops a lot for target games where we will put like a pin, which will be coming up, pins in the middle of them, and you have to aim for them uh, where students can't be inside the hoops. You can use hoops for like a space, um, spatial awareness thing where the kids are walking around with hoops and that's their general space. They don't want to bump into the cars and things like that. We use them for modified basketball hoops where you can put them on the, the actual the regular basketball hoop and then make it a little easier for the younger kids to reach it's also for our treasure games our treasure hunter games which is was the last episode where we put either treasure in the hoop as we collect them or you put treasure that you go get in the hoops so we use them a lot and also hula hooping in general kids on a free day we um, like to use the hula hoops and make them even castles, do the castle ball with them. So there's lots of uses for hula hoops, and I think that's very important, and that is number three. All right, number four, along with hula hoops, are jump ropes. Now, obviously, the fitness component, you need jump ropes, and they're pretty cheap. You can get jump ropes at the dollar store. We can also use them for lines. Um, just lay them down. The kids can jump over them or lines in a game. Jump ropes are just a good functional thing to have. You can hook them up to the hula hoops, and you can make a little... Um, I don't know, <laughs> a target thing where they're you're pulling the hula hoops and they have to dribble in them. I've seen that before. Um, just in general, ju- jump ropes go with hula hoops. So that is number four. Okay, number five are pins. Now I I have regular. They're like they look like bowling pins, but they're plastic. I have blue and red, and I've had them so long that it was actually before I came to the school. So I don't I don't know how much they were. We have a bunch of them, which is great. Now I also have invested in. Um, they're called they're smaller ones or thin pin like pins for like frisbee tossing and things like that and so those work pretty well except we get a lot of wind where we are so they blow over pretty easily if you're inside no problems and if they cost a lot i've seen people use uh just water bottles as targets this is mostly for targets you can use uh gallons of milk like milk jugs anything that can be used as like a pin is great for target games. We play a lot of target games like this, where you throw dodgeballs at them, gator skin balls. Um, we kick pins, uh, soccer balls at the pins. You know, hockey we play, where you shoot at the pins. So, in general, we use pins a lot, and so you, I really think that's important to have. So that is number five. Okay, number six are tennis balls. Now, tennis balls, we have a bunch of them, and obviously they're used for tennis, but we also use them a lot for other things like hockey 
we shoot tennis balls. Um, we have some hockey balls as well, but if you're just starting out, tennis balls are great for a like a pickup game where you have to go pick up the tennis balls one at a time, bring them to your hoop. Um, you can write numbers on them, so you can do a little math, or they have to pick up a certain number. I actually get tennis balls from a local tennis ball guy, an instructor. He comes over with a big bag once in a while and just gives them to me, and I'm like, thanks, awesome. So if you check out your local tennis uh, clubs or anything in your area like that that does tennis, maybe you can just ask for the used ones that they don't they don't need anymore. Because I don't need brand new, sparkling, not really, tennis balls. All I need are tennis balls for the kids to bounce and catch to each other. Um, they could balance on a, a racket. Um, again, they could roll them to each other. We use them for just lots of different things. So tennis balls are a must, and they are number six. Okay, number seven are poly spots. Now, I didn't use poly spots a lot in the beginning because I have dots in our pavilion painted. So the students will go to the their dots and we could do things like we jump over them and sideways um, across from them and all sorts of exercises, especially as warm-ups. And they go to different dots and touch them and you know they dribble on them and all that stuff. But if you don't have painted dots, poly spots are awesome. They really are. They're great for that kind of thing. If there's numbers on them, that's even better because we do lots of games, especially the last, last year or so, where they'll shoot. Um, and when I say shoot, I mean from the basketball, soccer, hockey, you can shoot actually chook ball as well off a rebounder. You throw from a dot, and if you score, uh, you collect the dot. So things like that, if there's numbers on them, are great. If there's no numbers on them, that's fine too. You can make up numbers, or you can even roll at the end and say, okay, they were worth this many, whatever it is. So poly spots are great for throwing, for having kids sit on them, all different actions, and it's just great. And that is why poly spots are number seven. Number eight are gator skin balls or dodge balls, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it doesn't matter what you call them, but they're softer and they're great for throwing, catching, especially throwing at targets like pins, and just in general, rolling, uh, throwing in there and catching them. Anything with throwing, catching targets, you need something besides the tennis balls. And if I were just starting a program out, I'd say the gator skin balls are the best. Now, they do rip, especially when you're on concrete like us. So what happens is we'll rip the covers off if it's not if they're getting really bad. And we'll still use them for throwing and catching with the younger students. So they're really, really soft. So gator skin balls, like I said, are great for all sorts of games and just throwing and catching skills and that is why it is number eight number nine are bean bags now bean bags are great especially for the younger kids for throwing and catching balancing on your head or balancing on your hands or arms also what we've been using lately are bean bags for treasure so again in the game treasure hunters they go and collect the quote-unquote treasure and which are bean bags and other things and they'll bring them back to their side so bean bags are great for any of that kind of thing. And I really really think they're a must for a PE program just for the basic skills and kindergartners especially, really all the way up through fifth grade. They they love bean bags. They're just they're fun. They're fun to catch, they're fun to throw. And you can even throw into a hoop like um almost like cornhole type thing or beanbag toss. So again, targets, uh balancing and treasure, those are all great for number nine, which is beanbags. Okay, number ten, and this is a tough because I, there's a lot of things I think you need. So I wanted to really narrow it down to 10 things. Now, you can debate this, and you could say, well, why didn't you say this? And it's like, well, hold on. I'm going to do a three-part series on this, at least. This is the beginning 
This is the beginning of a program. We're going to do intermediate. We're going to do advanced. We're going to do all sorts of stuff. So number 10 are noodles. Now, we use noodles a lot. We use noodles for tagging. We use them for throwing and catching, although not as much because of the wind, like I said, we have. But especially if you're inside, there's many different games you can use with noodles. We also have the little noodle bits where you can kind of pop them to each other. Um, and they, those cost like 20 bucks for like, I don't know, it was like 200 of them or something like that. Or maybe it's like 25 bucks or something. But we have a whole bin of them. And the noodles, for the most part, you can get from the dollar store and cut them in half. So f- those are great for tagging. You can use them for relay races. I mean, you just use them for tons of stuff and they don't hurt. Um, I always t- tell my students they tag knees or lower so no one's going to hit in the face. Or if we're tagging, like if someone puts their hand in the air and they're frozen, they could tag their hand and then they're unfrozen. We use noodles all the time, especially for the younger students, but we also use them for the, the older students as well. So definitely have noodles in your program and that is number 10. And now it is time for your cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. So your tip of the day is just make sure you have the basics. Don't go crazy on the latest and greatest stuff right away if you're just starting out. Get the basics down. It's more important than being fancy with some new crazy game that's out there or online. Get the basics down. Get what you need for your program and build from there. And I will actually, as a link to the podcast here, I will put down a checklist of the top 10 things for beginners, intermediate, and advanced. And that'll be out as soon as I put out the third episode. So stay tuned for that. You are awesome. And that is your cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today. As always, check out Supersize Phys Ed for resources, videos, and all that cool stuff. I love talking to you. I'm so glad you're here. And again, I will put out a checklist of all the things that I talked about today. Stay tuned for that. You guys are awesome. Have a great day. And here's a new beat for you.